everybody, and welcome to our first YouTube Toy Lines podcast. I'm Tom Romero. I'm Ian Westhoff. How we doing, Ian? You excited? You pumped? Hello there. Uh, as Obi-Wan says. Hello, YouTube land. <laughs> Hello, nurse. Hopefully you can welcome us. So today's episode is about vehicles. Yeah, that's right. I'm just going to jump right into it. <laughs> so... You know, we've been talking toys for a while, and, you know, th- I also want to thank Scott Knightlick for getting us up and going on YouTube. Thank you. So, vehicles. You know, everyone's talking about play sets and, you know, the environments you can interact in. But what about if you have to leave Castle Grayskull to go to Snake Mountain? You know, you're going to need a Battle Ram, Talent Fighter, you know, the Ghostbusters need Ecto-1. You know, Michael Knight is nothing without Kit. He's literally nothing without Kit. He has to walk. Yeah, exactly. And, or nowhere. and let's face it, Kit was always the brains of the oh, yeah. operation. They just watched the show for the car, basically. Pretty much. David has a connect. Vehicles have, a, like, depending on the toy line, there's so many. So it, it almost makes talking about, like, maybe five each. That much more difficult because there's so many in in said said uh, toy line that you want to discuss. Um, so it's just like this is a topic that can be re- reviewed over and over again. So if whatever we pick, uh, and it's not one of your favorites, listeners um, or viewers, I should say now too. Uh, that doesn't mean we might not come back to get to that. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll do a second one. Yeah, because. Th- you know, you could spend like five hours, well, five hours. You spend a, a, at least 20 minutes or, or a good half hour just going over like stars, vehicles, you know, spaceships. Yeah. It's almost like why bother because of the Razor Crest. That's what it comes down to. It's like, you know, modern day Razor Crest. Nope. Done. It's coming back. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's coming back. So, all right. I know I'm jumping around. Sorry, folks. How was your New Year's? Uh, well, three days in. Today, as we do this, it is uh, the third. It is J.R.R. Tolkien's birthday, so that's pretty cool. Be 129. God bless him. Wow. Yeah, right? Um, that's, uh, what, three in, in uh, Hobbit years? Something like that. You know, yeah. like the, the Hobbits age differently than, you know, just like Rogu. Um, so it's a pretty calm day. How about you? What's going nice. on? Nice. Well... I got my Caradune figure from hashtag collectors helping collectors. Nice. Which, which version is this? The uh, Black Series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to go right next to Mando and they're awaiting their ship. Another vehicle that didn't make this episode. You ordered you ordered yourself the Razor Crest? Uh, it was a present. Nice. They said that it was supposed to, sh- it's supposedly shipping this fall. And that falls right around my birthday. So my wife and you know some of my family members got together well, and in. yeah, very nice. So, yeah, she told me at Christmas, so that That's was cool. Funny. Yeah. So uh, yeah, collectors helping collectors. Finally got to see Cobra Kai. Still giving it a shot. I came out on the first um, season three. I'm only two episodes in. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I know Tom's a little bit on the fence right now, but you know, 
So every show is up for everybody. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give it the full the full series right now. I just I, I had some issues with it, but and it's, you know not every show is for everybody. That's the thing, you know. Like if you don't like it, you don't like it. It's no, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm coming off my they, uh, Luke they, Skywalker Mando high. They did say though. I read real briefly. Ralph Macchio said that um they're pre- prepared. They're ready. For the show to go at least six seasons. Wow. Okay. So we're on season three. Uh, see, oh, well, it's in this film already, so you can binge it. So already two episodes in, I'm trying to figure out what could they possibly do more, and I guess they could bring in things from more stuff from Credit Kid Three, um, and just revisit more things. Uh, it's interesting when they bring the characters back from the first three movies you know yeah i i i don't know if i'm spoiling anything but I, i'm i'd like to see uh elizabeth shoe right yeah return. i haven't i don't know if she's in it or not i haven't gotten that far she did um she was on the boys yeah um I'm, great and then you know and then she can do uh adventures of babysitting the sequel and then um just she was the babysitter in it yeah, with the girl with the, uh, the Thor. Thor fetish. Yeah, I love that thing. Actually, the guy who played Thor, I think his name is Vincent D'Onofrio. He's the same guy from Full Metal Jacket who played Piles. Oh yeah, the Kingpin on Daredevil. Yeah, and that came out the same year. So D'Onofrio. Yes. So if you look at the if you look at Adventures of Babysitting, he's a very slim, muscular guy. Um, he played a great Thor. And then when you look at Piles from uh, Full Metal Jacket. I don't know which movie was first, but no, very talented actor and uh, great lines in that movie, which I can't repeat, you know, because we're, we also talk about Fisher Price toys. So, I don't yeah. Know. Well, Full Metal Jacket, that was a great movie. Well, no, it's actually from Avengers of Babysitting, one of the oh, lines that's right. that, that uh, the brother says, but if you've seen the movie, you know it. So, vehicles. Yeah. What do you got, Tom? These so are, let's get to are these. It. Your five favorite or your five least or um, everything? I have, it's a little bit of everything just to mix it up a little, but I am going to start with my favorite masters of the universe vehicle. And that is the attack track. I love this thing when it was released. Is that the battle Ram just with treads? No, no battle ramps. Oh. Battle Ram's like a or a part of it. Battle Ram, right? On the Battle Ram, the front part turns into the sky sled. Right. Is, is that the sky sled? No, this is the attack track. No, no, no I know that. But like, did they take that mold and use it for this? No, this right. was released in 1983 as part of the Masters of the Universe collection, and it was designed by Ted Mayer, who was part of the Masters team at the time, and. It's funny that you say that because Ted was also involved in the creation of the Battle Ram. Maybe that's so, why. I just see Battle Ram in it. But maybe it's because the same guy worked on it. Possibly. But here's the here's the interesting thing. It started off as a submission from an outside vendor. Some people are claiming that it could have been Marvin Glass and Associates who is responsible for creating cops and crooks for Hasbro. Mm -hmm. So 
they don't really know exactly where it came from, but Ted Mayer took it and he added the wheels and, you know, somewhere Trips. certain. Right. Now, the original design had a canopy on it. Hmm. And if you're a hardcore fan, you can actually see the canopy in the monogram model kits that they made. So it's interesting to think that like a toy, you would think that have like paperwork and all these things, but there's like a little bit of mystery to this. Um, it's kind of cool on some of them. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. If you're curious to go further in depth on the vehicle's creation, battle Ram blog, who's on the He-Man community, huge, huge researcher. I mean, he's, you should check it out if, if you're interested in this. But he's got interviews. He's got he's got the goods on on everything. Like I said, He Man doesn't have that many secrets anymore. I mean, everything's everything's out. So believe it or not, this retailed for fourteen eighty eight when it first came out. Battery operated, so it moves by itself. Now I don't know if you can see it on. Uh, it has a rubber band in the yeah. back. Yeah, I remember right. I thought that was the coolest idea. I mean, this thing, it would go up mountains or it would go up couches. It would, you know, slide down and, you know, always get him in to safety. I, I, I just love this thing for some reason. I find it more appealing than the battle Ram. That's interesting. Well, only because the, I I'm telling you those wheels, they're, I don't know what uh, what it is about them, but I think this attack track can go places the battle ram can't. Now I could be wrong. You can fight me on this, but in my opinion, that's what it is. Now here's the interesting thing: those wheels, they possibly have gotten from the big gym line. Probably they probably just you know repurpose. You know? Yeah, they always were doing stuff like that. So you're talking about the wheels inside the tread or the tread itself? The actual wheel. The, okay. the so it looks like one there's one, one wheel, and that goes, and then it fl the tread flips over and over and over is what it looks like to me. Right. And, if I remember and, this toy correctly. And you can have fun with it, too. I know I did, because there was times where I would have all the wheels in unison, so they all flipped at the same time. Then, you know, if I felt goofy... You know, I would I would slide one and you know have them overlap each other, kind of like a, like a boot on his tire. Exactly. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. You know, great color. I, I'll be honest with you, I still wish I had it. Uh, it got purged in uh, uh, the Great Purge of '88 when I when I left uh, when I left home. So. I gotta say, and you know, no offense to you, I. I'm going to dig the battle ram more. Yeah, a lot of people do. I mean, Filmation had their own version of the attack track. It was this giant, massive thing. It kept the wheels. Hmm. And then this version only made it to one episode of the Filmation titled Evil Seed. So did they ever use, did they ever create the other version? Of from 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 filmation or no, just this no, just this one in just a toy form, right? Okay. Although Joe Amato, rumor has it, he has or he three D printed a filmation version. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. There's pictures of it. 
Apologize for the door barking, folks. <laughs> so what's up next? Your call. Uh, can we go to the... Let's go to my, my hero, Indiana Jones. Dun, 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 the Desert Convoy truck. This toy line didn't really have many vehicles. It's the only vehicle, really. I mean, other than a horse, if you want to count that. Um, and this is the, from the great scene in the movie where Indy's chasing it down on horseback. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant's in the back and, you know, he jumps through the door, gets thrown through the windshield, underneath the truck, back through, just... One of my favorite scenes in a movie. Uh, I remember getting this. I was at a Toys R Us with my dad and just happened to find it. And he, um, I, my dad actually thought it was cool. He just likes trucks and stuff like that. So he thought it was cool because it looked like, I guess, one of their actual trucks from that time period. But this is a really great toy. I believe that um, to canopy or whatever you want to call that uh, canvas back came off and then um, there was like these little uh, benches and uh, it's just a great great uh, toy um, these things are worth a lot of money nowadays just because a lot of the Raiders toys were most probably most likely played with so finding one in a box or you know in complete condition is pretty tough but this is definitely a Great toy, a lot of great memories with this one. Very nice. Now, how many figures could you hold in the back? Uh, you could put the awkward fit. I'm gonna say, I'll play it safe and say three on each bench. Um, but that's also with the way the Kenner figures' legs bent, it wasn't like they were straight out in front of them, so they were kind of like more on an angle, if I remember correctly. So, because they're they bent at the knees, but it wasn't like a straight bend. Like as a human being, you, you can sit with your knees bent in front of you. It's kind of like they had their legs more spread out a little. So that's kind of like how they would sit. Uh, but you get it probably about three three to a bet to a bench, so about six. Nice. Yeah, and then two in the two in the cab, and then Indiana Jones underneath. So about nine and all. You ever try that putting them underneath? Is there a place for uh, him? I'm sure I did. I, I don't think there was like a specific thing made for him. And even in the movie, they had to um, dig out a, a sort of a trench for him to be dragged under. Nice. And uh, and in the movie itself, the whatever the speed they were going at was, if I say 40 miles per hour, it's faster than it was. You know, they, they didn't go. It looked faster in the movie than it actually was. Ford uh, did not actually get dragged underneath the truck. That was a stunt man, of course. But he is, when they show that front shot of him, he is being dragged behind the truck on the whip. I believe the Ford and the stunt man had on like six pairs of pants and like two two jackets just for that scene alone because you know, you're being pulled underneath and dirt and rocks and all this stuff, you know. It was a hell of a scene and it was inspired by... Um, a, I think a Zorro movie where he kind of like went underneath a stagecoach, which is even, of course, more dangerous. Uh, so this scene, I, I just, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie when he's chasing down that truck. I just like have to watch it. So solid wheels, plastic wheels. 
plastic wheels. They spun. Um, I don't think it came out. This one? Uh, this came out the same year as the movie. Oh, okay. Um, and then they reissued it with uh, when the toy line got relaunched with the last movie. Um, the box itself for the original was your basic box. The box, when they reissued it, actually was a better looking box because it had a picture of him, Indiana Jones, jumping off the kind of like jumping from horse to truck. And it just had that action scene in it. Oh, cool. You know, which is like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and the actually, I had this. I had the Arabian horse, which is the type of horse that I rode. Um, that was sold separately, the horse. Um, there was like a little button you would like, you would squeeze and it would kick his legs. So it looked like he was running. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it was a cool toy. I remember my aunt caught me that. Mm-hmm. So, Rage Stock didn't have a lot of toys, but I think it was a great toy line. Um, you know, if they were going to put out another vehicle, they could have maybe put out the plane that, you know, the, the big plane where he fights. Mm-hmm. That would have been pretty cool. But, I mean, you didn't really need a lot of vehicles. They didn't, wasn't really part of the movie. They kind of just put out what was in the movie and that was it. But still a great toy line. One of my favorites. Nice. So here's what's up next. Rhino. We can't talk about vehicles without a whole toy line dedicated to vehicles and guys that put helmets on. That's right. Here's Mask. Mobile Armored Strike Command. And here's one of my favorites. The Rhino. And I went... I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go on. I remember watching this cartoon. I love the theme song. Um, This truck... I didn't know it was called the Rhino for some reason. I'm thinking Goliath, but it's it's so yeah, cool. Yeah, from Knight Rider. Yeah, exactly. Why did they wear helmets? Their helmets had special powers. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I remember one helmet can create like holograms. Another helmet was like a, a you know, like a dart helmet. You could like flash your enemy and then take off. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, This I think this one right here is the coolest one. The, the truck. Yes. This was my favorite. And you know what? Here's a quick story. So the year 1985, it came out. My parents took us, my, my sister and I went to Toys R Us. And it was so funny too, because we kind of, kind of figured out what my parents were doing because my mom's like, um, I have to go do something. You hang out with your dad. And so she disappeared, disappeared. <laughs> And my dad kept grilling us. He's like, hey, you you like this? And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Okay, all right. How about this? Yeah, that's great. Is that going on your Christmas list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you know? He's like, okay, okay. So he would turn the box around. <laughs> and then, you know, we'd go to a different aisle. And then my mom would follow us in a cart, see that the box was turned, and then she'd grab it, throw it nice. in the cart. Double teamwork there. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. That's very smart. So yeah, so that's my Rhino uh, story. Very nice. But I mean, Mask was a fantastic toy line. So Rhino in particular was a great vehicle. It also doubled for me anyway as a base because mm-hmm. the sleeper part of all right. So let's start over. It's based on it's actually a 1985 Kenilworth tractor. And, you know, we can see him on the road to this day. Sure. Now, it came with leader Matt Tracker and Matt Soto. Matt Soto? Bruce Soto, excuse me. So, you know, 
I mean, this thing was a tank on on regular wheels. They hit it very well. You know, there's actually a rocket launcher in the sleeper. You know, the fifth wheel pops out and becomes its own vehicle. Where's the fifth wheel? It's the, uh, the, on the back, right? Correct. It's or, the the four wheels in the back. So what it happened was, it's it's kind of like the Batmobile mm-hmm. from uh, Nolan. Mm-hmm. That same concept. You know how? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. The front two uh, wheels are yes. the bat bike. Same kind of concept. So you would pull out the fifth wheel, and then the front of the fifth wheel would only have a single wheel on each side, but it would keep the doubles in the rear. The fifth wheel, it sounds like the third wheel. <laughs> you know, the third wheel when you go out with somebody. Yeah, yeah. So two and then the, sorry. it would have guns in the front, and then the smokestacks would turn into guns. And then the front grill would actually pop out as a ram. You can, yeah, you can actually see it as a tiny space there. Right. Where it would, looks like it would pop out. Right. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, mine got consumed. But here's one of the cool things I loved about Mask. Those are Goodyear tires. Those are actual rubber tires. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the detail on this, I mean, it's... I'll put it to you this way. It's no wonder I like trucks just from playing with this all day. You know, and the size of it's really good too. It's not like a, God, it was perfect. You know, I mean, it's, it's a pretty big toy. Yeah. It's almost like a Tonka truck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had a Tonka truck with uh, benefits. Yeah. I mean, thing just You got stuff popping out. You can like the side of it comes down yeah. into, uh, into a staircase. This is the kind of truck you want in a convoy. Yeah, oh yeah, especially so like smoking the bandit. Right. Uh, smoking needed. Uh, I'm sorry. The bandit needed somebody to, you know, cover him. He really needed this instead of the snowman. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> if anybody so, knows their 80s. <laughs> so back in '85, retail through 27.99. Now I've seen a couple on eBay. The chrome parts are the only parts that. Didn't do well with age, at least for the ones I've seen. Is it actual chrome or is it like a sticker kind of thing? No, it's actual chrome. Well, yeah. it, it's probably that um, chrome like, yeah, plasticky, I, yeah, flake I'm, off after a while. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. This is a toy show. I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but yes, um, vac metal. Thank you. That's what okay. I was looking for. Yeah, it, it actually, I don't even think it was vac metal, I think it was actual chrome. I have to, I'll look into that, but yeah, the chrome parts didn't do well with age. What happened? They, they turned colors. They just, they just started chipping. Maybe that's what, that's what I had a feeling. That, yeah. That, maybe it was vac metal. Actually, here's a better shot. There oh, we nice. go. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So yeah, the only the, thing, the, yeah, the only thing it's not doing is the battle Ram extension. Right, 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 right. Definitely cool. But yeah, I mean, you don't even need Boulder Mountain. I mean, this served as my mask headquarters for a long time. Very cool. Yeah. But see, here's the problem now. Like, I would love to see this toy line come back, but because of, you know, plastic and and molds and stuff. I mean, literally, this thing would have to be crowdfunded in today's. And you know what? If you're bringing this thing back, Make it light up 
and sounds. Oh shoot! Now, now you're now you, like a Hess truck. Now, you know? now, now you're in uh, the thousand dollar market. Or like the Razor Crest price, but I mean, can you imagine this thing with like headlights and air horns and a you know the little um, oh, it'd be awesome. Oh, dude! Yeah. Every every kid would want this. I Aaron, would want it now. You know <laughs> exactly. Every collector, every child. I mean, yeah, I would love to see this line come back, but uh, I. I'm not holding my breath just because of the the amount, the price on it. You what know? was it, Kenner or, or Mattel? It was Kenner. Kenner. All right. Kenner did some good stuff, I tell you. Kenner did some amazing stuff. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't know how they got purchased, but yeah. well, I do, but uh, that's no. Well, they uh, didn't. They buy Tonka. They bought, yeah, they bought some companies. And then Hasbro bought them as so buying thing. I don't know. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to G.I. Joe. A real American hero. He is. He is there. Ed, a little known fact, uh, real quick about the song. If you listen to the theme song, um, the person who... The voice singing the song, so not the narrator who says what G.I. Joe is. The narrator is um, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs. Is it really? Yes, it is. Um, That's awesome. He was actually, the way he got into becoming an actor and to get into the union was he could sing opera. First, he sang Barber Shop Quartet, but he could also sing opera. And he sang that song. Um, he's like the coolest guy, too. I love that guy. But yeah, so there's your G.I. Joe history. So this is the Hydrofoil. This is a Cobra's version of, or Cobra's attempt to retaliate with the G.I. Joe hovercraft. I had this for Christmas. This is a pretty sweet toy. I do remember trying to put some of these things on. It was a pain. But um, there were these like little, uh, they look like a landing gear, basically, that they kind of stand on. And uh, the front, kind of like a hood would pop up. Those little uh, looks like eye slits. Mm-hmm. Those are for um, Cobra agents to go under. And I used to take them off so I could fit more people in. And then, of course, you have somebody in a Top Gun. You got somebody in the back. You got somebody in the in the the seats. But this is a pretty cool toy. I remember getting it for Christmas one year. Um, and I remember actually we had to leave to go to my my grandparents' house, and I was like annoyed because I was trying to finish putting this thing together. Um, but it was a, a pretty sweet ride, and I think when that. You can see on the, um, I don't know how any nautical terms here, so I'm just going to call that the hood of this thing. I believe that popped up and had rockets in it, if I remember correctly. Uh, but this was, um, this is a really cool toy, and you kind of go back and forth as to which was cooler, this or the hovercraft. Um, this is much sleeker looking than the J.I. Joe hovercraft, but it definitely yeah, is. That's- probably could go in places the hovercraft couldn't yeah yeah and i i just kind of feel like with a hovercraft you pop that balloon it's riding on and it's it's gonna sink you know but uh yeah this is a cool one very nice i remember one time we were on a boat actually my wife comes up to me and she's like i bet you don't know what starboard and port means yeah okay so yeah so i look at her Dead serious because I was playing um, Star Trek uh, uh, RPG at the time. So I showed her where Starbird was. I showed her where Port was. Actually, I just confused those. And I'm like, 
Mary, I'm a starship captain. <laughs> I don't know what port and starboard means. So, which one is left and which one's right? Um, starboard, I believe, is right and port is left. So why don't they just say left and right? I never understood that. Like, why? I think it's because of a circular, because it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I never knew which one it was. Sure. I think I just remember. I think it just messed up. Figure it out later. If I'm wrong, folks, please email us at toyspodcast at gmail.com. Let me know if I'm right or, or wrong. If I should turn in my your nautical license. My uh my uh Star Trek uh, kids. Yes, dare you. So we're talking okay. about vehicles. No. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna Go to somewhere else. Sorry, folks. This is our first YouTube show, so I'm first one. Where is it? Do I want to just do another one? While you yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Throw up the dragonfly. Dragonfly. Let's um, finish off Jeju. Gotcha. Dragonflies. So, GI Joe, of course, had so many vehicles, boats, planes. I don't know if they had a train or not. But the Dragonfly was a helicopter that came with um, pilot Wild Bill, little cowboy hat. That's and, the only thing they didn't have was a train. Right? I mean, they had like, everything else. They had like rickshaws. They had a space shuttle. They had a space shuttle. Um, and they had other helicopters, but I always felt that this one was just the coolest looking. Um, and when you really think about the other one, like the Tomahawk or the other G.I. Joes, th this is small in comparison to them but it's just so cool looking and it's got the you know i never had this my neighbor did and um i just thought it was the coolest looking toy that he had and he came with wild bill too right? yeah well wild bill he had that that all the cowboy hat and i think he had a mustache and you know like just it was that like a grappling hook underneath it looks like um this was a sweet toy and it was pretty big for its time. And, and just, it's an appropriate name for a helicopter, which I believe, um, I think and you can, you can, I'm possibly incorrect about this, but there's something about helicopters related to dragonflies about how they fly. And there's the, if they, there's something there for, I, I don't know hundred percent. I did not do my homework before this episode. I'll be honest. Um, but I love the sticker on it. It's kind of got that cool nose art going. Um, and it's just a really sweet toy. I think it might have had a rotor on the back end of it, but I don't remember. It looks like there would be one there in this picture. But this was a great, great toy. Did you have it as a kid? I didn't. No, my neighbor did. And I was, I was always, I, I did want it. I did get the tomahawk, which I believe is that like sand camouflage one, which was much larger. So it's kind of like the uh, Clone Trooper Transport in Clone Wars. Kind of look like that. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, but this one still, I think, is, is really, really cool. I love I love flying, and um, I've been in a helicopter twice, and uh, it's such a different type of flying compared to, like, a plane. Definitely. So, um, yeah, this is definitely cool. All right. So now I'm caught up, folks. Sorry. You, you know. Nice. No problem. So we can't talk about vehicles without breaking that fourth wall with this 
Next one. Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future Power Jet XT7. This was mind-blowing to young Tommy. I was like, I can actually take something and I can play with it on the TV. Young Tommy. Now, granted, Captain Power had dealt with a lot of adult themes. Okay? But you can look all past that as long as you've got the PowerJet XT7 and you're shooting at glowing robots. So those white... I don't know what to call them up top there. Is that where their the laser would fire from? Yes. At the TV? Correct. Did it light yeah, up at all? The, yeah, the right one would light up and it'd make that, that beep, 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 beep sound. Okay. It made beeps, but it also made like a like an electric, almost gunnery laser type sound. Well, how many beeps are we talking to them? Well, it depends. We got to show that we know what we're talking about. It depends on how good of a shot you are. Oh, really? Yeah, so you would shoot it, and if you hit a robot, it would let you know. If a robot hit you, it would let you know. Now, here's the only thing that if you're a bad shot and you got killed a lot, so the front of the cockpit, usually you would have your character, my case, Captain Power. Now, I forgot how many times you need to get hit. I believe it was three. If you get hit three times, the cockpit opens up and injects your figure. Oh, it did. Yeah. Game that's over. Kind of, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to train, here, here's another cool thing that I loved about Captain Power, because you only get a half-hour TV show. Hmm. So if you wanted to train, Captain Power also came, or not in this version, but actually not in that box, came with cassettes, VHS cassettes, that you can see animated... Show training, it's like a training video, right? Helping Captain Power. Okay, so Captain those, Power was those a, were a lot, in my opinion, they were geared more for kids than the actual TV show because you were shooting everything on those training videos, you know. Whereas on the TV show, okay, it's time for a dialogue scene, so you know, you, you just sit there patiently trying to trying to get the story. Come on, then, exactly. And then you're like, "Oh, fight! Let's go!" The training so this, videos, you would shoot everything. And this was an animated show. I never watched it, so I don't. Yeah, it, it was. It was actually very good animation at the time. How ahead of its time was this toy? When you well, think about it, I mean, I would love to see some more interaction. Because is there a toy like that today? Well, everything. I mean, I mean, everything. You know, you sort of interact with your TV and well, interact with everything now. Right. But, you know, like or on your iPhone and yeah. But like, where you have a toy, like I'm not talking like Duck Hunt, where you're playing a video game. But like, if you were watching a TV show, and this toy is part, you know, you need this toy to interact with the show. Like this is ahead of its time for then. For yes and no, because. There was something similar prior to this that Mattel was working on. Oh, okay. And then I guess I guess when Mattel started wanting to go into production shows, right, production, then they they're like, hey, we could use this same concept. Well, who made this toy? This was Mattel. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. So it retailed for $32.99. And I mean, it was just great. You know, the I mean, everything I, I know a lot of people harp on it because it could interact with other like you can have a fight with the villain's jet. Sort of like laser tag. Exactly. That's cool. And then Captain Power also came with in his line something where okay, so on the TV show he goes into this like machine and it gives him his armor. They made a toy of that. Hmm. So, so you can yeah, there's I mean lots of playability, lot you know, very toyetic in my opinion. Besides being ejected from the cockpit, when you would get hit, did it like shake in your hands? Did it like do no, just, no flash or beep or something? Yeah, yeah. You knew when you got hit. Right. That's pretty cool though, because like especially when you're playing with your friend and you're running around trying to get each other, there's no like, you know, saying, I got you and, and if you didn't, because the thing would beep and you know, let you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And actually, folks, I did our first retro toy review of this certain jet because I found one in my basement. I don't know how it survived, but it was in, it was an excellent shape. I didn't really have to clean it up that much or anything. Cool. I put in the batteries. Everything still worked. Batteries still? Wow. So you, you weren't one of the ones who left the batteries in and they leaked? And No, I was uh, so... I was so I, you know what? That should I, be an episode of like how to clean out battery acid from a toy. Yeah. How many million Falcons well, were destroyed because of that? It's funny because um, there is a vehicle you're going to discuss, and I mm -hmm. did exactly that. That was the vehicle I learned from. Wow. So ever since then, I was, I was just strict. I was like, all right, I'm not playing. Batteries out. <laughs> well, that's smart. You see the power of the batteries. Yeah. Now, here's the sad part about this. With all the 4K technology, the LCDs and stuff, can't use it on a on a normal TV. Oh yeah, or, okay. I shouldn't say normal TV. Uh, uh, modern day TV. Modern day TV. Because yeah. it's all like well the the way I understand it is the um, the megahertz the flash rate that you see is mm -hmm. way too fast for the signal. On which end? Which is too fast, TV or toy? The TV. Interesting. So you would have to keep your old TV in order to use this. Exactly. So or, or you could, you know, find a, you know, find out like a Goodwill or something. Yeah, yeah. You would have to actually have like a. And it can't be in black and white either. Has to be a color TV. Has to be a color TV. Really narrowing it down there, Tom. Yeah. Well, I did a lot of research because I. I I found one of the cassettes and I just watched it just, just for the animation. It reminded me of Transformers. The movie. That's how good the animation was. Do you, uh, do you have this now with you out in at West coast or is this still at your house? Your parents uh, house? No, no, it's still in Jersey. Still in Jersey. Yeah. Sweet. But again, folks, if you're interested in a retro toy reveal, www.toy-lines.com. Just go to our toy reviews and you you can see everything. 
every angle, you know, what it does. I even threw in Captain Power just for fun. Nice. Um, let's talk about Knight Rider. Yes. Now, before you begin, yes, this, this was the toy that I left the battery in. Oh, Tommy. Yeah. I, it, it's so funny, too, because so you hit the license plate to have Kit talk. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so... If you're in a horror, you should do that because kids like <laughs> two thousand. I was like, it's dead. <laughs> so this toy I never had, but I, my my friend did as a kid, and is two of my friends did actually. Uh, Rich did, and this is this is you know back then this was one of the coolest toys, the uh, the little red light in the front lit up, if I remember correctly, and you can. Uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong. If you remember, Tom, it was reflective. Reflective. Okay. Yeah. So, like you said, you hit the license plate. Um, it's if you were a fan of the show, you wanted this toy. Um, I think my biggest complaint about this toy line is that this was all that there was. Mm -hmm. I felt they should have made Car, which was um, like just a like version. Yeah. yeah, it was just an evil version. I think I believe he was voiced by uh, Paul Freese. Oh, Peter Collin. Okay, and then there was Goliath, which was a truck. I think that was Paul Freese. Um, oh. What's that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So like, not only did they have uh, you know Kid have to face like his evil twin brother, they had to face like this giant truck. Um, and those were cool episodes. I remember watching the show with my brother and sister, um, and you know just. Kit was the coolest thing. Turbo boost and um well the toy itself was awesome. Oh it's just, like it's just said, you can hit the license plate, Kit would talk. I think he had like three or four a phrases. Couple of, a couple of phrases, yeah. Right. And now here's what upset me. And they're still doing it with even with our Razor Crest now. So there's an episode where I think it was with Goliath. You remember the episode where Kit actually falls into a vat of acid? No. But, yeah, okay. that was that was as I like to call it the first death of Kit. Okay, and then next season comes out, and the spoiler pops up. You know he's got like wings on. Well, like, they had to they had to fix him. Yeah, right. But now I'm like, well, where's my upgrade? Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what the thing I remember is they'd even sell the truck that when they were on the road that Kit would drive into. Yeah, and the mechanic. It was either it was always a girl. It was Bonnie or April. Right. And yeah, they didn't give it an upgrade. And the only thing I could say redeeming of this is a cool toy. The oh, one, definitely. I'm not. You know, yeah, I, it probably sounds like I am, the, but the TV show kind of like jinxed it for me. Yeah, if you had the Kenner Ecto One, mm -hmm. those figures were the same size as Michael Knight, and they could fit in there, and vice versa right there folks so like that was kind of cool so at least you had something if you had both and you could play back and forth or if, say like your older brother or sister or somebody did um, i actually but, used my my mask rhino as goliath as as goliath to run over kit there is no there is no end to the imagination yeah there's no and, wrong way to play no no there really isn't you know yeah so this is a pretty cool toy um I never had it, but I did like it. It was fun. Yeah, especially, 
again, that's what makes uh, the Captain Power so amusing because, all right, you can follow along with Kit and, and Michael on their adventures, but you really couldn't interact with them. Exactly. You would just, yeah. Let's face it. You would just mimic it or, you know, yeah, if, or if there was an improvement, you'd do that. And you would just do turbo boost a thousand times when you played with this thing. Just because yeah. you, you always wish your own car had that later on in life. Like, yo, man, they show Night Rider. They wish we had turbo boost right now. Just... Or the Dukes of Hazard. Dukes, they, they, they jumped like everything. Yeah. Yeah. They're shocks. Yeah. That, sh- that car should have been destroyed like a million times. I can only imagine. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was a, I'll put it to you this way. It was a sad day when, when reality kicked in because I kept going, you know, with the, with the truck. And my dad's looking at me like, he's like, you really think those tires are going <laughs> to do the rest of the body work? That yeah, needs thanks, to dad. I was like, yeah, on TV. He's like, no. TV, you. I was like, what? That TV. It was funny. When you go back and watch those shows and you watch how those cars land mm-hmm. and then, as a kid, you don't think of these things, but when you watch how they land and you see how the tires or something hits oh, the yeah. ground. Now, nowadays, you look for it. Yeah, and then it's like they cut to another angle and the car's completely fine. And, yeah. you know, like Bo or Luke Duke didn't like bang their head on the windshield or anything. Good Lord. Now, we're going back in the area. Okay. With my favorite air vehicle from the Masters of the Universe collection. If you're a fan of the Wind Raider, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. Um, probably not. I have a question for you. Sure. What's Point Dread? So Point Dread is the base or the perch oh, okay. for the Talon Fighter. You okay. can attach it on onto Castle Grayskull, and then you would just have it land right into these pegs. Got you. Point Dread is a cool name. They should have said that for something else. For years, well, here's how dumb I am. For years, <laughs> I actually thought the Talon Fighter was named Point Dread. That's what I would think, because it's right there in bold and, you know. Exactly. Should be the other way around, you know. But, okay, go on. So, here's an interesting thing. On the filmation guide, Point Dread was actually supposed to be a base for Skeletor. That makes more sense with the name. You're right. But it got dropped when they realized they wanted to create something to go along with Castle Grayskull. They wanted to sell more Grayskulls. Well, that's a smart idea. So the idea for the Talent Fighter originated from a drawing of the original Eternia playset. At the time, it was called Mount Eternia. Now, if you look at it, the only thing that it really resembles was the beak. Everything else was different. So I'm thinking they took the beak and then they looked at the big Jim line once again, because big Jim had. So picture, picture the cockpit and part of the front without the, the, the bird, hawk. right. The hawk face. That was basically the big Jim super space spy. It even had the handle in the back. Yeah. Cause you know what, when you look at it, it's quite boxy looking and it almost looks like it doesn't like they took two toys and put it together, two different toys and put it together. They essentially, yeah, that's basically essentially what they, they did. did. Yeah. But you know, it came out pretty well for what they did. And it's, if you didn't know anything like what you just said, you would have just thought this is the way they built the toy. Right. 
So it can hold two figures. You know, a canopy would come up and down, hold two figures, and it had a handle in the back where you could fly without grabbing onto the talons. Now, I was always ambivalent about the handle because, yeah, it's cool. You know, you, you, you're holding it without actually holding it. But at the same time, you know, it's you're you're holding it. Like when you set it down on the perch or on point red, mm-hmm. that handle would be right there. You know, so that it was weird to say, but that always kind of bugged me. Did they ever re- remake this toy? I'm about to get to that. Oh, sorry. So um, this came out in 1982 and retailed for 12.97. Wow. How crazy is that? Yeah. Now, $30 toy right there. Oh, well, we're about to get to that in one <laughs> second. So, here is the classics version. Classics as in Master uh, Masters of the Universe classics. Not oh, so not vintage. Okay. Not vintage. No, this is way too big for vintage. Oh yeah, the wings look bigger too. Or longer. Right. Now, super detail here hold on super detailed incredible you know incredible sculpt by the four horsemen i mean it's it's a thing of beauty i'm so glad they they actually got to this because they didn't get to attack track which i'm very disappointed about but the four horsemen did an exceptional job on on the sculpting i mean you can actually see the guns now you know, underneath has these, you know, vents to land it. No handle. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Do I need a handle? Or did I get the talent fighter that I want? I'm still trying to figure that out. Because that handle had its plus and minuses. What if the handle was detachable? That's what I'm saying. Right. But... I don't think it was possible because when they made Castle Grayskull, they ran into the same problem. There's an actual handle on Grayskull, on the classics version of Grayskull, that you can slide your hand and carry it. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. Because of child labor laws, or, nope, said that wrong. Because of child safety laws, you can only put in the handle once, and then it's a really hard time to take it back out. I see your parents before when you're a kid, though. Right, but I guess with classics, they had to abide by those rules oh, okay, too. Okay. Because it was a toy. Every time you say classics, I think vintage for some reason. I, you know, I think it's just the name throws me off. Um, you know, I think I think of the original toy. Exactly. Say. So here is also something that's part of the Talent Fighter. These were the monogram model kits that were created based on the original drawings. Of said vehicles, so, so this was the talent, yeah. yeah. So this was the original Talon Fighter, and doesn't have a radar dish. It has a gun on top, right? It, it, this one looks more bird-like, definitely. Even because like the talons have little feathers on the legs, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty cool piece of definitely. And with this one, I don't know if the canopy opens or not, but it looks like you can put some one character at least inside. Yeah, that's a pretty cool looking model. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, Masters of the Universe came out with some amazing, amazing vehicles. You know, we'll we'll get to some of them on our next one. I mean, I'm still hoping for. I'm still, you know, hoping for an attack track. Right now, they came out with classics Roton, which was some of the first Skeletor. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about the superpowers Batmobile. Oh, uh, Okay. Um, this is actually one of the cooler looking Batmobiles I've always felt. You know what? Could you do me a favor? I could. Let's talk about speeder bike. The speeder bike. Sure. So the uh, kind of speeder bike from Return of the Jedi. Uh, this, I think this is a, this is the more modern one. Yes. That's fine. Um, because it had the same functions, I believe, as the. One from when I was a kid. What I loved about this toy was that that little um, uh, pack back there, little rucksack back there, and you would hit that, at least on the old one, the thing would explode. And it would send your uh, Stormtrooper flying. And there was only like, what, like three pieces you had to put together? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just, you know, the speeder bikes... I love those. I love them so much. They're so much cooler than those stupid swoop bikes that they invented later on. And they're just cool looking. Uh, and that whole scene in Return of the Jedi was just like, you know, incredible. You just, and, and it, what's great is that it was live at, well, actors on a prop speeder bike. And then it was done with stop motion. Uh, and just, you know, I can remember, remember being a kid riding my bike and thinking I was on one of these. I remember getting this for Christmas one year and just, you know, like putting Luke or Han or Stunt Trooper on and just you know, flying up, having crash and something was flying off. And it's just a wicked looking toy. And when you see it in the Mandalorian too, uh, uh, too, a meaning as well, uh, it was just so cool to see them with the speeder bike and, and how they, uh, they, like I remember in the show, the one guy kind of like went off the cliff and he kind of just like, he was riding this thing like a dirt bike. It was just so cool. So I was happy to see it brought back and it's just a really cool looking toy. You know, it's just, um, it's simple, it's sleek, you know, and it has a great function of if you want your guy to, to take a tumble, you just hit that sack and he goes flying. Nice. Yeah. It's that's what I need to say. It was cool. Awesome. Let's hit the news. All right. Yeah, we don't have like any special song or we're just going to say news. So, Tweeterhead is has revealed their next life-size bust and it is of Skeletor from the Masters of the Universe collection. What was the first one? I believe was it was oh, Okay. This yeah. is really cool looking. This one, I'm, I'm holding out for hope, because the, I'll be honest with you, the tweeter head. I'm sorry if I'm insulting you, but for some reason they just seemed off to me. Like I saw that Shira one, and I'm just like, yeah, that's something's off on it. And then. You know, I'm looking at this Skeletor one. Now, Skeletor has a unique um, visage. You know, they can actually do some pretty cool stuff with this. Well, yeah, and it's it's not like you need to make them beautiful. 
Right. No, I just, you know what I always loved? My favorite Skeletor is the 2000 X Skeletor with the hood actually covering over his head. Majority, yeah. What I like about this concept art is how the jaw is. There's like these high cheekbones. Mm-hmm. You got the, the, for lack of a better term, the, the mandible or the hinge of the bottom jaw going into the chin. But you right. can see his teeth going back, kind of like an alien from, from Aliens. That face design is just excellent. And just the way his skull forms eyebrows. It's right. just, it's really, he's, you can tell this is a look of death on a skeleton. Right. Uh, so this now is this really is just, yeah, this is this just, is just a concept art, but yeah. Right. I mean, the execution, let's hope it's something good. Looks just like it. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So, New Year's 2021. Guess what? What? He Man and the Masters of the Universe Origins collection is no longer exclusive. You can buy him anywhere now. I remember, God, two minutes after midnight on the on the West Coast, I was hitting up Amazon. I was hitting up all these stores because I did want to get a Ram Man. I ordered that and a Zodak, and you know we'll get into those reasons later. How much did these retail for? Fourteen ninety nine. It's pretty decent price. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny too because the originals. Guess how much an or vintage He Man figure was back in nineteen eighty three. I want to say twelve, but I think it's ten. Four ninety nine. Oh my lord! Four bu- really for an action figure. Granted, it doesn't yeah. have you know the articulation yeah. and yeah. you know all the modern stuff, but four ninety nine. It's like a Star Wars figure price, you know. I figured I would at least six, you know, for their size, but it's pretty, pretty. It's a good price. And I also found out that there is also going to be a deluxe Hordak and a deluxe Mosquitoor figure coming out. So I'm excited for that. I've I've yet to see the Mosquitoor. I saw the Hordak one. It's okay, you know. It, it falls into the Origins line, but I. This is our first YouTube channel, so I'm going to just put it out there. I cannot wait for Masterverse. So, Mattel, if you're listening, make it happen faster. Chop, chop, as you say. So, you're a big Super 7 guy. I am. I do. Guess what? Reaction figures from Mars Attacks. Yes, these are... uh, You know, they're... (laughs) The way that guy's melting is hilarious. I feel sorry for the dog. Yeah, the dog was a little off, but I get why they did it. Yeah, I, it's like a oh, poor little doggy. The, the the figures look great, um, especially the, the figures look amazing. Yeah, like, I'm not a big reaction guy, but this I might pick up. These are these are actually interesting. They almost look like they were made for it. Like, yeah, exactly. The, the way they were, their suits are they just fit this design very well. Yep. So Maybe you have cool. invasion. Burning flesh and destroying dog, and they Which, will each retail for eighteen dollars. And you can pick them up at super7.com or super7store.com. And that's a pretty good description of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> so Takara Tomy also released. I don't know if I got this in time. I don't have visual, folks. So Takara Tommy, for those 
of you that follow the master ver or masterpiece Transformers Skids is coming out soon this year. They've only showed a pencil drawing of it, but he is supposed to come out in 2021. So for you Transformer fans, enjoy. And our buddy Blake Wright, author of Toys That Time Forgot, has announced his Kickstarter will begin on February 10th, and it will be for Volume 3 of Toys That Time Forgot. Very cool. Now, folks, if you haven't seen Volumes 1 or 2, and you probably have if you're watching us, but do yourself a favor. Find these books. I mean, the stuff they have is so incredible. He's got Cole. He's got, you know, unproduced Star Wars figures. He's got History of Ninja Turtles from Playmates. I mean, these are tomes that every toy collector has to have. So hopefully we can get Blake back here soon. And Definitely. we can talk, you know, we can talk, uh, talk hidden, toys. hidden gems. Okay, Ian. Now, I'm doing this because I, I'm a huge fan of the Horsemen. Yep. And I love what they've done with Mythic Legions. <laughs> okay. And in particular with this series... The Moose. The Moose! There he is. It Folks, always... you have until January 8th to order your own Moose. I mean, look at this thing. It's incredible. Beautiful antlers. It, oh, the whole thing is beautiful. They, they, you can really see the, the sculpt, like the design, the muscles, even like some of the fur looks like. Uh, it's just a really nice looking toy. It is. I mean, you could put this thing anywhere and it would fit. And yeah, any toy line. Lord of the Rings. That's what I'm definitely. talking about. Um, you know. Yeah. Anywhere, you know. Put a brook next to him and you know, pretend he's drinking. Or, you know or, what? You know what I, Mitchell Wu could probably make a great photo out of this. Oh, easily. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. I mean, look at those eyes. I mean, it, I'll put it to you this way, folks. If we're this much excited for a moose, a moose, could you imagine what the rest of the Ilia, wait, Ilithia, excuse me, the Ilithia line consists of? I mean, you have hunters, you have bats. I mean, you have until January 8th. So log on to Store Horsemen right now. Look them up, Four Horsemen Toy Design, and you want to check out these figures. You have until January 8th of this year before they shut it down. So, our friends at NECA recently sent me an email nice. concerning Casey Jones, disguised Raphael 2-pack, and the Metalhead. So, the pre-orders for these three, including Super Shredder, will ship after the Toka and Razar through mid-January. Slash and Leatherhead will start shipping in February. The 1990 accessory pack that you bought from NECA or ordered from NECA will be shipping in the first quarter of this year, along with the cartoon diorama. Rocksteady and Bebop 2-pack will be shipping in the second quarter. Is so, this Casey? I, is this the one where the mask comes off and is it actually is the actor? Or Yeah, possibly. Well, I've seen some people take the mask off and say it looks like Eliza Codius cool but we're supposed to get another casey uh 
probably after April. Uh, not the month April. April O'Neil. April O'Neil. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Very cool. And there's Raph in his coat. Yeah, even I like how they got his hands tucked in there when he's like, you know, he's just walking on the street. Yeah, mind his own business. I wonder if he comes with a newspaper. I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> so very cool. And then our buddy Rob McCallum and his friend Jay Bartlett need your help. So action figure adventure. Oh, you probably can see that. <laughs> Here, let's, let's try that again. So action figure adventure, which Rob was kind enough to put me in, needs your help. So they want to do a season two, but they want everybody to know, or the important people to know that, we all want a season two. I want a season two. I already checked out. So apparently on Netflix, they have this section on the website that you can actually suggest what you want to see. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So just let Rob know on his Instagram, on his Facebook, let the whole world know how much you want a season two of this wonderful show. If you love, I mean, there is so much toy information nowadays. It's incredible. You know, we have toy shows, great shows like Action Figure Adventure. We have books. You know, Pixel Dan's book is coming out soon. Now's the time. Let America know we want stuff like this, especially coming from Rob McCallum. I mean, the man's a genius. He doesn't, buddy. Yeah, he don't, they don't cut corners. They don't. I mean, they're, they're fans, they're creators. You know, please support action figure adventure folks. Oh, also I forgot to mention Rob on his own YouTube channel. He has the Jane Rob show and all they do is talk toys. They talk about the show, you know, they have guests, you know, if you're inclined, check him out. Uh, Rob McCallum on YouTube. Let's check that out. Nice. Now we're going to have a little piece of bad news. Mary Ann Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island recently passed away from COVID. All right. Well, she played Mary Ann um, through all the different variations of the show. Obviously, the Gilligan's Island, um, Rescue from Gilligan's Island, and uh, Harlem Globetrotters Gill meets Gilligan's Island. What I find Gilligan's interesting. Planet, you said, right? Yeah, so for Gilligan's Planet, which was um, a cartoon from Filmation, from Filmation, she uh, she you know, obviously provided the voice of Marianne. However, she also provided the voice of um, Ginger, the movie star, which I found actually quite interesting. Um, and the only—I uh, hate this to sound morbid—but the only one left now is uh, the actress who played Ginger. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, expect to hear about hear this, and it was like beginning of the year. I was like, wow. Yeah, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And another one. The same uh, day, actually, we found this out. About, right. Um, Shabadoo? I believe he, yeah, I believe he played, um, his character was called Ozone, I think. Correct. Um, I'm from, break, from breaking one and two. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo. Um, and he was pretty young. Um, but, you know, he, he, he died as well. I believe it was the same day. And uh, it, it was weird because when I heard that, the first thing I thought of was the uh, toys that the reaction figures Super Seven put out. So I remember them putting out the uh, breaking figures. So I was like, yeah, oh, they wow. had all three main characters. Yeah. 
And I was never one to for being to break dancing, but uh, you know, it's the '80s, so of course you watched it. Um, and you don't yeah, bust. I cannot. When I have cardboard, I built a house out of it or something. I never like, could like, you know, do those moves. The robot, none of that. Yeah, I mean, he was a great actor even after the the breaking movies. He see, he was still, you know, he's very community oriented. Nice. I remember they did a documentary he was in about Canon Films, and you know, he talked about how breaking, you know, united people and how dancing, you know, changed people's views on race and all that stuff. So sad to see him go. Yeah, it's a shame. So, well, we're not leaving on a downbeat. So, MeTV, if you're a fan of animation, MeTV starting, actually, it already started on January 1st. They moved it. Originally, it was January 4th. They are having a block of animated shows starting at 7 a.m. on Saturdays and will feature Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry, Popeye, Roadrunner, and Wiley e. Coyote. And then. On the actual Saturday, or I'm sorry, those shows you can see every morning at 7 a.m. all throughout the week. On Saturdays, you get a three-hour block of Popeye and Friends, Tom and Jerry, and Bugs Bunny and Friends. It's, it's good that somebody's doing this. Because I feel like these cartoons are almost lost to kids today. Yeah, oh, totally. Like, they're coming well, out with a Tom and Jerry movie. Do kids know who Tom and Jerry are? Or, a, Papa, or even Popeye. Great point. Well... Popeye comes in and out. Yeah. Like, I know Jendi Tartakovsky is working on something. Yeah. With Popeye. So, hopefully, we'll see that. But And a new Space Jam for bugs. Right. Exactly. But you see, folks, that's the power of, you know, suggestion. You let all these, like, people for years have been hassling me TV to put on old stuff, old cartoons. Yeah. Because they usually play, like, right. They, they finally broke down. Thank God. So I also want to give a shout out to hashtag collectors, helping collectors. If you're inclined to beat scalpers and the bots, these are exactly what they are. Collectors helping others. I recently got a whole bunch of toys from them. You know, they're a great community. You know, we're always helping each other out. I know I've sold some stuff on there and, and purchased stuff. So hashtag collectors, helping collectors. You know, if you're looking for stuff to buy. Sorry about that, folks. I was drying up a little. So I want to give a thank you to uh, YouTube for you know having us. I know you know they really don't do anything. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> thank you, to Scott Knightlick over at Spectre Creative. He hit ten thousand, and he wants to get to a hundred thousand. So nice. If you want a PhD in you know toy knowledge watch his videos i mean his vast experience and knowledge is i mean like you could literally i should call him up because i've i've watched every video since number one wow i should call him up for my phd in toyetics nice thank you to brian salvatore for our intro and outro music and yeah i mean suffice it to say we are now on youtube so please find us at Toylands Podcast. Please subscribe because we need at least a thousand people subscribed so we can stay on the air or visually on the YouTube. On the YouTube. 
On the ring, tube. On the ring, tube, okay. Ring the bell, man. Ring the bell. It's like uh, in gym class. You had to climb up the rope, hit the bell. Yep. And subscribe, please. Please. Join the conversation at toyspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms, Podbeam, iHeart, Apple Podcast. Please subscribe, give us a rating, or do both. And if you're so inclined to do so, please enjoy our newest podcast hosted by Ian Westoff, Rocketeer Radio. Thank you. Thank you. If you love jetpacks, folks, if you love men flying around with a helmet, bulldogs, bulldogs, all manly stuff, all manly stuff. <laughs> uh, yes. What else, I, yeah. what else can I say about this? Uh, two episodes out. Um, it's going to be one per month. Uh, and we're going to focus on different themes from movie, comic, toys, just and everything in between. If there's something about the Rocketeer, I want to talk about it. So uh, I hope you join. Well, the last episode was pretty cool. We were talking about Arch Nemesis. Yeah, we just kind of like a, it's kind of like sitting around the old Bulldog Cafe, drinking a Coke and just talking, you know, waiting for Cliff to fly in. So it was pretty cool. It was uh, just... It's nice to have a guest on. It's going to be mostly a solo show, which is very different from what I'm used to. But I thank everybody who's listened and and, and is following on Instagram. Um, Thank you for your support. And I hope I meet the expectations if you have any. Follow us on www.toy-lines.com if you want to check out the toys we're talking about. If you're listening to this on podcast or some toy reviews, if you're interested, mm-hmm. follow us on social media at Twitter's at Toy Lines. Facebook, you can follow us at Toy Lines or Toy Shelf Magazine, and on Instagram at Toy Lines. So that about wraps it up for our first YouTube video slash you know podcast. If you've been listening. Thank you so thank much you. from the bottom of our hearts. If you're new, thank you. Tell thank a friend, you. click that subscribe button. Thank you so much. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Unless, you know, YouTube deems me too. Off. And they're like, what the hell are those two? Right? Get them off. So, but thank you. Yep. I'm Tom and Romero. I mean, my stuff. Play with your toys, especially your vehicles. <laughs> Get them moving. Play with your toys. It's the Rocketeer. Where? Here on KBBS. Listen to Rocketeer Radio with your host Ian Westoff, where he discusses Dave Stevens' classic hero in all his various forms. Comics. Cartoons. Collectibles, the fabulous Walt Disney motion picture, and more. Rocketeer Radio from KBVS in Hollywood, California, in association with the Toy Lines Podcast Network. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's... 
Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, the exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So, we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So, we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.